0: What is up everybody, my name is Austin Buckner Trevor Holder Dustin Wilson And this is, uh, I don't know, we kind of started about uh, movies Artists Artists Separating the art from the artist um, As I look through my patio window and watch my wife restart Harry Potter Oh <laughs> no! Unbelievable! Have you
1: not listened to the original Ice Cream Sunday? Oh, My no. words of wisdom were to save often, all yeah. the time. That's all you do.
0: Every five Can't minutes. Can you just say There's no auto save function. There's no auto save. There's Then no it's not, auto not a good save, game. Life. Then it's a terrible game. I'm just like. It's 2023. That, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um. That makes me. But you can you can furious. pause it and save it any time, right? Yeah. Okay, at, at so at least you don't not, need, a, yeah, at least you don't need like a, an ink ribbon. God damn it, you stole my. That's a Resident Evil it's reference. Not like,
2: it's not a Moogle Yeah, it could be.
0: But uh, yeah, so we started talking about separating the art from the artists, and then somewhere like halfway into the episode, we started talking about pro wrestling, and we never stopped. Um, which happens when the three of us are in the same room together. So, yeah. uh, if you like pro wrestling, which you know what phoenix you am you looking at you. you do love pro wrestling and here's why because right around like three eh, like a month three weeks to a month before we dropped our 50th episode i put out a poll and i was like what do you guys fucking love about this show and they were like i want to see more dustin and i want to see more pro wrestling and guess what motherfuckers we brought it to you in one nice little package
2: hey look i'm dustin and i like wrestling
0: so sit back Relax Relax and enjoy the Dustin Wilson professional wrestling episode of the Ice Cream Sunday podcast.
1: is a musical artist that I'm not meaning like the obvious choices like Kanye West or anything like that but a musical artist that is a uh, complete asshole
2: in real life motherfucker we're not talking about Kanye
1: like uh, like asshole in real life but like you love their music
2: oh shit
1: I got one off the top
2: I think the lead singer of Papa Roach looks like a dick Consistently. Yeah, I can see that. Like he's got just solid douche nozzle <laughs> kind of vibes.
0: I don't know if it's still the drummer for Papa Roach, but the original drummer, his name is Dave Buckner.
2: Of course it is. Fuck that guy. Yeah, he's probably a douche too. Yeah, probably. But yeah, I don't know. The lead singer Papa Roach, his name is Jacoby. I mean, fuck off. <laughs>
1: Pretentious prick. I know. <laughs>
0: um g easy okay. I fucking hate G Eazy. I hate I like his music. I fucking hate his music.
1: I like his music. It's just just the same
0: cookie cutter, white rapper bullshit that everyone fucking sounds like. It's the same as Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow it's the fucking they're all the same. Speaking of Jack
1: Harlow. He's starring in White Men Can't Jump Reboot. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And And that movie's gonna be tracked. It's gonna suck.
1: It's streaming on Disney
2: Plus. <laughs> is it really? I thought it was going it to Hulu. Is. is it going to Hulu? I, it might be a bundle deal. Who? who you know who else is in that movie? Um, T- Santino, right? Uh,
0: he Andrew is Santino. in. I don't think oh, he in the house party. party. That was he's in house, house party. party. Uh, uh, Andrew Schultz. Uh, Andrew Schultz. Andrew Schultz. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I watched that Andrew Schultz movie that came out on Netflix with Jonah Hill in yeah. it.
2: Oh, yeah, uh, you Trash. people. Oh. That movie sucked. The one where they superimpose the kiss at the yeah. end, yeah, it was terrible. So
1: here's, I, I didn't mind the movie because I thought Jonah Hill and um, that the, the
0: actress yeah. he was with, um, I thought they had good chemistry. I thought the exact opposite. I thought they had zero chemistry <laughs> really? whatsoever, none.
1: I don't know. I, How it, do you
0: notice that they don't like? There's no, they don't like ho- touch. They don't hold hands. They, there's like no, there's like no comedy between. It's really weird. That's because go back and watch it again. You'll be like, I okay. want to
2: do the movie. Yeah, they did not care about that movie. I didn't even see it, and I could tell it looked like shit.
0: Yeah, it looked it awful. It was, uh, it was weird.
2: It Just might the be the way one that of, it was
0: shot and like edited, and yeah, yeah. It, it was, might be one of those awkward. things where
1: like I enjoyed it the first time because for the novelty of it. Yeah, and then and then like looking back because everyone noticed that kiss at the end because like. Were they trying to be clever and subtle with dropping the pedals like in between them? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think. uh,
1: Did it work? No.
0: I think, I mean, very clearly the funniest part of the movie they put in the ads like three months before it released, which is the part where he's talking with uh, her parents, like Eddie Murphy at dinner. That's the Mm -hmm. funniest scene in the whole movie. Um, That tracks. Yeah. It's a Netflix movie.
1: The th- uh okay. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, That's gonna, too critical. I was gonna say I'm gonna
0: argue against that <laughs> because one of the better movies I've seen, uh the like the first night that Amy and I hung out ever back in 2018, we watched uh, Bird Box. That movie was the shit. I really enjoyed that movie, and it was a Netflix exclusive.
1: uh You got Extraction, which Extraction Two is coming out real fucking soon. What
0: do you have against uh, Bird Box? Is that what's called Bird Box? It's called Bird Box. Yeah. It- I don't
2: know. It you got a beef with <laughs> blind people? No, I have a I have a beef with Netflix, particularly. But I don't know. It was just it felt it felt like the same recycled storyline yeah. where there's a thing, and then the thing happens, and then people are like, "Hey, what do we do about this thing?" And then nothing, nothing happens with the thing.
1: There was another um, Netflix movie that came out uh, roughly around the time of Bird Box and um, A Quiet Place. See that. And it, it's got Stanley Tucci in
0: it. I love Stanley Tucci. And hey.
1: the, the whole idea is they had to be quiet because these bat things would would come and attack them and kill them. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I
2: think it was called Silence. I think you're right. A Quiet Place was that one with... Um, yeah, Quiet Place was a little different. Yeah. Same concept, with though. Emily... Right. Whatever her name is. Wait, it was...
0: Okay, I haven't seen A Quiet Place. It was A Quiet Place. Basically, the whole thing is like, you can't fucking say anything.
2: Yeah, because if you say isn't something, that the same... these monsters like, will come out and tear. But isn't you... that the
0: same as that movie... There's a blind... Like, I think it's a veteran and they get locked in his basement or whatever, and he has a fucking bucket of semen.
2: That is way different. That's a really good movie.
0: That's Don't Breathe. That's Don't Breathe. Fucking amazing.
1: Which which I have a fucking bone to pick with whoever thought it was a good idea to make a sequel to that movie and try to make him out to be the good guy. Yeah, that was shit. Go fuck yourself. How the fuck are you going to have essentially rape, kidnapping, and fucking murder from this one dude and the most graphic depiction of a fucking turkey baster with... Harry Seaman. Harry Seaman. And the very next movie, you're gonna have him
0: change my lead to the name good Harry guy. Harry Seaman. Harry Seaman. <laughs> Harold Seaman, Esquire.
2: Esquire. I don't
1: know. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, I yeah. just think that's bullshit.
2: <laughs> yeah. No. I don't know. But it was a mean, gr- it was a great. That one was a great movie. The sequel was shit.
1: I see. See, the the idea is a great um, is a great movie. It, the it's it's the execution that that bothers me because yeah. They set up very clear, established rules in that movie. You've seen it?
2: What? Uh, Don't, Don't Breathe? Breathe? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the second seen one. Yeah. yeah.
1: Anyone notice a, a problem with the logic in that movie where they're like, oh, we can't get out. Uh, all the windows are barred up. And then main dude gets tackled out of a fucking window by a dog. Yeah. You know, I mean, hey. The one window?
2: Well, and, he, mean, and he lives? They're just structural it's problems. Lucky dogs. Look. I mean, if we're talking about horse shit movies hbo max um there was a new horror movie that came out oh, within the last year and i can't remember the name of it um uh, malignant malignant okay oh buddy what oh. the fuck okay so have you seen malignant i have not okay so the the premise of this movie is there's a lady and she's being abused by her husband and she has like You think from the very get go that there's like this haunting in her house where there's this thing that's coming out and fucking with her. And then you get about halfway through the movie and then it just kind of flips completely the other direction where you find out that there's a monster living inside of her that whenever she has a traumatic moment, it fucking comes out the back of her head. And takes over her body and oh, her, her limbs like turn sideways Sizz and shit is ridiculous I, and it turns into a fucking just it's like the end of the first Harry Potter movie. That so, means nothing to me, but sure. This is the brilliant part of that
1: movie, all right? Um, in the very beginning of the movie, you know how they have the opening uh stinger like credits and stuff like that, yeah? They spoil the entire movie in that open stinger and you don't realize it till after you see the movie and you're like, oh shit. Mm. Uh, kind of like what what Dustin said um it's her twin brother that supposedly haunting oh, yeah, her. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: going back to real quick going back to movies or stories where it's like there's a thing and then um the thing's like a big deal and then it ends up not being like a big deal or they just fucking live with it you being such a big fan of like the zombie subculture yeah. of Horror movies or whatever, The Walking Dead, yeah. The Last of Us, all of that. Does that bother you? Is that like a big plot point that sticks with you with that? Because it seems like, especially The Walking Dead, right? It's like the zombies are, the walkers are the most terrifying thing. Like that's the biggest issue. And then by the, how many seasons were there? 13? 14? A lot. 15. It's just like, they're not like a big deal really like at the end of it which i guess i get because like realistically at the end of the like if there's a post-war apocalypse yeah the end of the day humans are going to be the worst oh yeah like it's just that's People how it is suck
2: now but so i get that but, but at see, the same that's, time that's like that's
1: the thing though for walking dead it it was never never about the zombies no nope. they were the set pieces yeah. yep the whole idea was uh humans are the monsters they're the worst yep which
0: that's what i liked about the show and a lot of people hated that they're like there's not enough infected in the show but i do like that every single time they showed a uh an infected in that show and over those nine or ten episodes someone if i remember correctly someone always died or came very close to death. Like they were always a legitimate threat. Yeah. Every time that you saw them show up on screen, you they, knew they had yeah. meaning. someone's going to have a bad time.
2: I mean, yeah.
1: They had meaning. I like I'm watching Fear the Walking Dead with Heather right now cuz we're trying to watch it all in like chronological S- yeah, order. Sequential, yeah. So, you know, Fear and then Walking Dead and mm-hmm. then go back into Fear at some point. Whatever however that works out um and we've really been enjoying fear and a lot more
2: than what i thought we would and then there's what brave new world which is on uh shutter um,
1: yeah something like that there, it, which is only two seasons and it takes place like what 30 years after yeah walking dead and now we got like fucking 15 offs. yeah we got daryl dixon we got maggie and negan
2: yeah we got dead city or whatever it is yeah um we got Michonne and Rick. Yeah, okay, so the whole Walking Dead thing, I was really big into it when it first came out, and I've always been a zombie fan, and I've always been a George Romero fan. Mm-hmm. Like, his, mm-hmm. it, the Walking Dead, uh, not the Walking Dead, uh, Night of the Living Dead is one of my favorite movies just because it it does so much with so little. Like, every moment counts, and you always feel like you never know what's going to happen. You never know when somebody could die, when some mm-hmm. something could happen. And as like the zombie franchise has gone out, gone on, everything has become so predictable. I could not finish The Walking Dead. Like I, we got to um the season right after Negan like got cap, was... got captured, and oh, okay, yeah. so
1: even after yeah, Glenn yeah, yeah. and Abe, yeah,
2: like we, okay. that. We love that season, but right after like the whole Negan like got captured and was held in sanctuary or whatever it just everything felt so like okay this we we got it we got it we got it we got it kind of thing and i just couldn't get into it anymore
1: that's kind of why like i don't understand some of the logic these characters go through like i get there's a purpose there there's a story that they got to follow through with and all that but like i'm just saying if i watch this dude kill two of my friends like he did yeah and they capture him and they're like oh we i'd can fucking change him. off that dude immediately without hesitation
2: that's why and, and this it makes is, no sense my my personal opinion was rick was the best character and once they got rid of rick there was no direction left for that show and after they changed the whole storyline with carl and then carl died i i gave up after that because they've effectively took it off at the legs there was nowhere else they could have gone with it, but then they let it go for another four seasons.
1: Well, the idea was, and I'm not sure if you knew this, um, was that they were going to have Rick have his own spinoff. Yeah. And I'm not talking a show. I'm talking like legit, like these were meant to be on big screens Yeah, he's going to the have theaters. a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, at least two. Yeah. And then they nixed that, and uh, by the end of the series, they're like, nope, we're, we're <laughs> doing spinoff with Michonne.
2: Yeah. Which makes sense. She's a popular character. I mean,
1: yeah. Oh, oh, I fucking hate Carol. I've always hated Carol. I don't give a shit what kind of arc she's had throughout was, the show.
2: Was Michonne
0: played by the same actress the whole way through? Yeah. Because hmm? if they do spin-offs with her, like mm-hmm. she's become even more popular with Black Panther yeah. and all of that now. So that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Whatever her name is.
0: But yeah, she's become, I mean, just a certified badass from that role to. I can't think of her character's name, but the badass uh, woman character in Black Panther. Yeah, um, yeah, she's great. I'm gonna I feel so like I a, get it, but
1: I'm gonna feel like a fucking idiot, and and this is bothering me. Who plays Waller in the DC movies?
2: Mm, fuck. You um, know who I'm talking about. Though. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, I can't. Very,
1: remember. very popular. Um, fuck. I can't.
2: I don't remember even know who name. Waller is. Uh,
1: but, Amanda Waller. Uh, she was in
2: Suicide Squad. She put, I haven't She's seen like it. the head lady. I got, I got to look this up because I feel Black freaking. woman. Yes. Black woman. Got it. don't Alice know her Selby name. Woman? Still don't know her name, but yeah. I can picture her now. Um it's like it. right on tip of my tongue. Is she, she the one at the end
0: in the in-credit scene or post-credit scene? Viola Davis. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but she's the one that at the end of Black Adam as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and she's
2: yeah. isn't she in
1: Peacemaker? Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. She's
1: she's been the one continuity they've had throughout the entire yeah. DC.
0: She's a uh, um, black female Stanley. Lee. Sp- hey, yeah.
1: Speaking of Netflix, um, they have the Woman King out on Netflix I right now.
2: That's Viola Davis as well, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. That, that's, that's who where I was, I was going of. to. Yes. Yeah. I have it in my queue. I just haven't. The action looks dope. More like Viola Davis.
1: I want to swing back real quick. Yeah. That fucking fight scene in *Malignant*. Yeah. In the police station. Okay.
2: That was fucking bonkers. That's where the movie kind of jumped the shark for me. <laughs> like, yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. <laughs> I was like, but it was so cool. What is going on? Because I, I'll have
1: to show you after we get done recording because it's it's the most <laughs> insane thing you'll ever yeah, see. It's ridiculous.
0: Where does the term Jump the Shark come from?
1: Um, happy Days.
0: That's what I thought. I thought I'd heard that. I don't know what the whole, what it's so, about, but.
1: So, I, basically, the whole backstory behind Jumping the Shark is um, the the show would essentially run its course, right? Yeah. And they needed to bring back viewers or have a big, exciting moment. And so, the idea was they get Henry Winkler, the um, Fonz. Yeah. Uh, a. To ride on skis, being pulled by a boat, and then jump over a shark.
2: Wow, that's gotcha. stupid. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. We're, yeah, so oh, no, don't apologize. <laughs> so,
1: so that show came up with that phrase. It, yeah, it's
2: amazing, interesting. I thought "jump the shark" came from. uh oh, never mind, Jimmy John. Jim you guys boys? know? The, do you guys know the Jimmy John story? No. no. Okay, I just recently heard this, but apparently there were some allegations going around last year that Jimmy John was out in the ocean and he found a shark, and he was naked and he was on top of the shark, and it got like some press he coverage. Fuck the shark. Um, he might he, he allegedly he allegedly <laughs> might have fucked a shark. There, but he was on top of it, like not like he was like sharks don't have blowholes, do they? No, I don't know. But he was on top of <laughs> I don't fucking know. It's a shark. Are you thinking of whale how many or sharks dolphin? have I seen? No, I don't know. But he was like <laughs> on the shark and like there was pictures going around of him on a shark. And maybe that's how we- I'm I'm very afraid
0: of like marine life. Like the yeah, ocean fuck. scares the shit out of me. The I mean, ocean sucks. So I don't know enough about it because I'm like, well, I'm terrified of it. So why yeah. would I study it? So if, if you spoke with confidence and you were like, sharks have blowholes, I'd be like, I mean, they yeah, might. Of course they do. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? I mean, of what? course. Yeah. No. That makes sense.
2: Is that a, that's a mammal thing, isn't it? It is. That's a, okay, dolphins, well, and dolphins, yeah. well, dolphins and sharks have holes. Yeah. Dolphins and <laughs> are mammals. Sharks are fish and fish are stupid. It's, fish are it's friends. Like, no, they're not. not <laughs> But yeah um, sorry that was a little diatribe there that i went on but jimmy johns from jimmy like john's. the yeah from the, the, the sandwich from, empire from brock lesnar shorts yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> i forgot all about that right it's yeah. jimmy johns and who else there's another sponsor isn't there usually or maybe oh, it's just well, jimmy fuck, johns tap out no it's jimmy johns and then his uh his fucking back tattoo logo yeah. on the other side that's right it's
2: jimmy johns he's wrestling tonight he is wrestling tonight forgot about that he's gonna squash cody Rhodes real quick you think so i absolutely think so you don't think no the I don't. american nightmare gets uh i think there's gonna be some fuckery i think cody Le- Rhodes is a I- latino i think lesnar's gonna go in there and absolutely squash him in probably two minutes his mother's from cuba
0: i did not know that
1: yeah i was like Cuban.
2: hold on yeah yeah i'm gonna squash a latino dude he was on smackdown the other day and was speaking spanish in- Puerto Rico? I mean, Dude,
1: I don't follow his, like, as religiously as I used to. I don't so. either. But yeah. Yeah.
2: but yeah, I think he's going to go. And I think Lesnar oh, is going to. Are gonna... you talking
0: about the press conference where he said. Uh, no, he was on
2: SmackDown So what do you want to
0: talk about in Spanish? Oh, fuck. So no, good. he
2: called Lesnar a dick muncher or something in Spanish. Ah, yeah. But no, I think Lesnar's going to squash him in like three minutes. Interesting. And I think it'll be some sort of like. Kind of like what he did when when Cena came or when he came back and killed Cena a couple years ago, where he just came in there and just fied That's him like how six always times. Always built Lesnar though.
1: Yeah, like the only time that he's ever struggled is against you know people like the Big Show yeah. or the Undertaker or Kane or you know it's because Cody examples. is the biggest
2: face in the company right now, so everyone wants Cody to win. And Lesnar is a dickhead, and that's what he does best, is he comes in, he's like, hey, is this the guy you like? F5, 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 14 German suplexes, F5 pin. Yeah, Cody's not black, though. (sighs) Brock Lesnar loves beat the shut-up black
0: champions for some reason.
2: Well, he'll go after Lashley
0: again. That's true. Um, Yeah, so Kofi Kingston was WWE champion for a, a while like seven months eight hit. months kofi mania uh brock beat the shit out of him like 14 seconds La- bobby lashley unstoppable world champion uh beat the shit out of him yeah uh the rock great champion in 2002 brock beats the shit out of him every brock lesnar has beaten every w black WWE champion for a title uh uh biggie yeah Beat Biggie.
2: Yeah. So here's the thing. I, Ryback. Oh, wait. Sorry. Not Ryback.
1: I don't want to say Brock Lesnar is a good wrestler because in my personal opinion, I don't think he is, he's but they don't do anything with him. They don't fucking do.
0: fucking incredible. He's lazy and the booking is lazy.
1: That, okay. That's incredible. what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Like, I I do believe he is a good wrestler. It's just what they've done with him. It sucks. And they don't. They don't do anything to keep it fresh or new for him. They just result to the same shit with him. Lesnar is
2: a novelty act. Mm -hmm. They they bring him in when they need somebody to look like Brock Lesnar. He comes in, he makes a shit ton of money, and then he pieces the fuck out for a couple of months until they need him again. And especially with Vince not, well, I mean, I guess he's back now, but... When Vince isn't there, Lesnar does not give a shit because he knows that he actually has to put in some matches mm-hmm. under a different regime because Vince is like, ooh, my cash cow's back.
1: It's kind of like, um, uh, who's that one fucking just roided out actor? I think his name's like Nathan. He's a
2: bodybuilder. Oh, um, wasn't he? Big bald dude. Uh, Nathan Ta- Jones. Nathan Jones? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The wrestler? Yeah. Well, he was a wrestler for like a hot man. Yeah. And...
1: Right, but like it, it kind of, it, to me it feels like the same situation with Lesnar in wrestling and Nathan Jones in any sort of like action movie Yeah, and remember, we need
2: a
0: bald guy who's really tall do you remember Nathan Nathan Jones. like Wrestlemania 19 19 maybe I can't remember what year it was but um, when Undertaker had that uh, handicap match against mm-hmm. Big Show and A-Train mm-hmm. you know, they, the original plan was for Nathan Jones to be his tag team partner <laughs>
2: They should have got Heidenreich. <laughs> oh man, Heidenreich. What
0: is uh? L- let's keep it with wrestling. What's your uh? What's like the best story ever told in wrestling, in your opinion? Uh,
2: recently or no, of just all time.
0: ever. Oh, ever. Sorry, repeat the question. What's your the best story ever told in professional wrestling? Go ahead.
2: Go the ahead. Censorship.
0: The right to censor. Right to censor.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's Elaborate. explained this to me before. Yes. And it
0: he does make a valid point.
2: Okay. So
1: they came out around the attitude era or around the end of the attitude era, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And this is when everything was super edgy, super adult. And uh their whole gimmick was we're going to censor it and make it family friendly. No this, no this, no this. And they'd come in just jacked up, come in just interfere right. whatever. Years later, and I'm talking, you know, what we have now, how WWE's gone more family friendly, no blood, nothing like that. I brought this up as a theory of my own to Zach Seward and uh, Austin and basically explained they did it.
2: They won. Full circle, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and and I broke it down like, the, like they wanted to like cut everything down, make it at least like yeah. PG thirteen, that
0: make kind it, of thing. Make it family friendly. And-
1: yeah, and I mean it took them years, but if you really want to go off of a theory, they did it. Like that is the best story. Yeah, you can you can I get
2: mean, yeah in a in a weird, You're right backwards. Like you have to really. Think about that one, though.
1: Right, you have to dig for it, it's but it's there. Scratcher.
2: Yeah, I okay. I mean, come on, Godfather, the Good Father, the Good Father. Yeah. Fuck yeah!
0: I did like how they took some of the most scandalous characters in wrestling and then turned them into like <laughs> Mormons. <laughs> was <Yeah>. like <laughs> the
2: cat? Wasn't she part of it? Like,
0: um, it was Ivory, Ivory, and Ivory. Jack.
2: Didn't Jacqueline join it one time? Ooh, mm-hmm. did she?
0: Mm-hmm. I thought Jacqueline was with the APA at that time.
1: So, a few other stories that... Maybe. A few other stories that kind of come to mind, though. Um, when Undertaker was the American badass and his wife got kidnapped...
0: By... By DDP? Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, God. I hated it, but and I Canyon, loved it. Canyon?
2: Wasn't Canyon around during that yeah. no time? Um,
0: let's see. I... Listen, I love The Undertaker for, like, what he meant to wrestling as this, like, ever-evolving character that stayed current with the times. Yeah. Bleh, whatever. Did he, though? What that man did to Chris Canyon, I can never forgive because he was a fucking prick to Canyon. Who better? Who better than Canyon? Who better than Canyon? Um, so I have one that kind of happened before. It was Well, didn't kind of happen before I was born. Happened before I was born. But I've went back and watched a lot of it, and it still holds up to this day as one of the best stories. Uh, the buildup to Hogan versus Andre is probably the best story in in wrestling. Um, this idea that they're they're the best of friends outside of wrestling, and Andre the Giant could be world champion, hold that title as every bit as long as Bruno San Martino did, and he never challenged for the title when Hogan was champion out of respect. And then you get this weasel, literal weasel, Bobby Heenan, to like mm. just get inside his brain and and brainwash him to think like Hogan doesn't care about you, uh, that you should be world champion. And then he comes out on uh, Piper's pit and snatches the crucifix necklace off of Hulk Hogan's neck, and like inadvertently takes his big. Uh, unkempt fucking french nails and scratches him on the chest and he bleeds and it just makes for a cool visual it's like not only did i take your fucking faith and i but i like i made you bleed your own blood nobody Um, makes me bleed my own blood and then (laughs) nobody there's a there's a segment where they do a contract signing and jack tunney who is the on-screen president of wb at the time is sitting there in between the two and andre is just cool as a cucumber like shows zero emotion is kind of like kind of smirking in a way. And then Hogan is freaking the fuck out. Like cannot wait to jump across that table and just beat the shit out of Andre. And you have this dude like Hogan is an imposing figure and he was at his roided out fucking best in 1987. And he is probably 300 pounds at the time, six foot seven and he is freaking out, super intimidating in your face, and you just see Andre sitting there with zero emotion whatsoever. Probably because Andre was a terrible fucking actor, but also because it just it just made for like the best scene. So like old school golden era. That's one of my favorite stories. Um, trying to, I mean, obviously like when, when we were kids. Um, I don't know if there's anything that I can really point out to like, hey, that's a great story, and like it came to a, a fitting end, but like I sure loved watching it week to week. Is Austin versus McMahon like that whole? Oh, yeah, that story was great. I don't and I don't know if there was like a like that happened. It's kind of like what we're talking about there with the Walking Dead. It was just conclusion. kind of like a, yeah, that happened, and it was fun to watch because like Austin fucked with McMahon, but I don't know if there was actually like a fitting ending to that story, like a, like to put it put a nice little bow on it and everything. But
2: so. <laughs> My mind is going to be way out of left field, and I I'm do a, love that. I'm a sucker for these kinds of things. Okay. But do you guys remember Matt Hardy, Edge, yeah, and Lita? Oh, fantastic! That, that triangle, yeah. fantastic, dude. Matt Hardy and Lita are the ultimate love story. Everything is going perfect for them. Hardy gets hurt. Yep. Lita gets hurt. They both go away. Lita comes back, and then the whole, that drama that happens outside of the WWE, like, where Matt Hardy gets cheated on by Lita in real life with Edge, and then they bring Edge and Lita back together as a couple, and then they fire Matt Hardy in real life, and then he starts crashing the live television tapings, Mm -hmm. he starts crashing the fucking... Web show that they did, where he calls in and he starts talking shit to Lita over the web show, (laughs) and then that picked up so much outside steam because Matt Hardy was trying to make it work. Mm -hmm. Because for for what Matt Hardy has done for the business and Jeff Hardy, they take things into their own hands whenever things are getting stagnant, and they try to rebuild themselves. And they seem to do it all the time, I think. As much as Jeff Hardy is a dipshit and mm-hmm. mess up all the time, he sure knows how to put himself back into a position where he's back at the top of the card after he fucks up.
1: They just need to stop giving him chances. He keeps fucking up so bad. Yeah, but I, he's
2: Jeff Hardy. How many still, how many of us today wouldn't be fans without the Jeff and Matt Hardys and the Edge and Christians? And the Dudleys. I get yeah, that. Yeah, but the thing is, we grow up. I mean yeah. Jeff hasn't. No, he hasn't. But like, he that. he brought a whole generation of Darby Allens and all them See, in. Jeff was
1: Jeff was my favorite wrestler around the time too, because it it was Jeff and Matt, Edge and Christian, mm-hmm. uh um the Dudley boys. Mm-hmm. You know? Too like, cool. Like, yeah. This kind of oh, tie tie. Oh, yeah, cool. goes in the
0: face of like what we were talking about earlier and makes me look like a complete hypocrite because we basically talked about how like my wife's inside right now playing that new Harry Potter video game. Yeah. Right. And it's like, you can separate the art from the artist and you can support the Harry Potter franchise without supporting JK Rowling. Right. And the joke that I made was like, I could find out that George Lucas was a pedophile and I'll still like lightsabers. Right. So like I can separate the art from the artist for whatever reason, and maybe it's because I'm a bigger fan of pro wrestling than I am of anything else. I, it's really hard for me to separate, like, the art from the artist in pro wrestling for whatever it is. Like, it feels like Jeff Hardy was a, a big, big part of my childhood. Yeah. And I, I loved that particular, like, fucking reckless abandon style of yeah. pro wrestling because of Jeff Hardy. But I still, like, today, Jeff Hardy's a fucking drunk.
2: He is. And, Absolutely.
0: And, like... Hulk Hogan was my favorite wrestler when I was like a young kid, like three or four years old. But like I grew up and lo and behold, Hulk Hogan's a little bit of a racist. And then I got like Mr. much Nanny? older as like a, when I was a teenager and I was like, the style that guys like Chris Benoit wrestle, that's my favorite style of wrestling ever. And then 2007 rolls around. And it's like, Okay, Crispin was a murderer. So like, I can't. It's hard for me to like separate the art from right. the artist. And even after that, like, I, I probably haven't watched a Crispin Wall match
2: since 07. Yeah. because like, you it's can't separate it. So hard. I think.
0: <sighs>
1: See, I feel like, uh, trying to separate art from artists is one thing, but with pro wrestling. Uh, Especially, like, yeah, these people can be playing characters, and they could be totally different outside of it. Right. But I feel like more than anything with pro wrestling, these characters that people play are just exaggerated versions. Of I themselves was just gonna in. say that,
0: yeah. Well, uh, that's the, like, one of the first things you learn when in character development when you're in a wrestling school is like it's you best, turned up to yep, eleven. The best wrestler, the best characters are
2: just your personality cranked up to eleven. Yeah. Well, um, a good example of that is. Even from where we are now to, you know, what things were. Randy Orton. Yeah. Randy Orton came in with everything silver platter. Yep. He was a dickhead. He was, nobody liked him backstage because he was just a bully. And he grew up to a point where he had the drug problems. He had yep. all the shit. Everyone saw him and were like, this guy's a dick. And now look at him. Randy Orton is one of the most respected guys in the business. People go to him for everything now, and he's completely changed that that vision of him. Mm -hmm. Where instead of being a young kid, now he's a grizzled veteran who's lived the life. What's that? What's that look?
1: (laughs) Okay, so I saw him when they had an untelevised.
0: House show, house show, yeah.
1: For SmackDown, and Randy Orton was there. I I was second row, like dead center of right. of of the ring, and he came out so high. Oh yeah, I could see that. Like, is this came recent out, though? No, this is. Oh, year, ba-
0: okay. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: This is years and years ago. But like, he came out so high, and you could tell he just didn't give a shit. He didn't want to oh, be sure. there. He didn't care about anybody or even remotely putting on a good show. So when he comes out, does his whole pose where he gets his arms out, Mm -hmm. like his eyes are just... Glazed. Barely open. Like he can't hold them open to save his life.
2: And I think... I don't know. I I think that now, I mean, that's the thing. It's like trying to separate that, like the difference between a Randy Orton and a Jeff Hardy is... Randy Orton has matured, I guess over the years and he's maybe he's taking yeah. things and put them in perspective, whereas Jeff Hardy is still living that I'm a rock star lifestyle. I'm a musician who does crazy motocross yeah. and makes fucked up paintings out in my yard. Yep. That's Jeff Hardy is him turned mm-hmm. up to 11 and he won't change whereas Randy Orton I think he's finally able to like step out of the, you know, legend killer to, hey, I'm a, I'm a dad. And <laughs> yeah. I'm a dad, whereas Jeff Hardy's like, I'm a dad who does drugs. That's fucking heartbreaking, too, because, uh,
1: you know, like we're saying, Jeff Hardy was my favorite yeah. out of the Hardy Boys. By far. And then,
0: I'm not, you know. So, like, I'm not saying that Orton's first wife wasn't a good person. I don't know who she is. Right. And I'm not saying that Karen, no, now Karen Jarrett was a bad person, because I don't know. Karen who, Angle. I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't fucking know her. But. It seemed like from an outsider's perspective looking in that when Angle married his second wife, he chilled the fuck out. Mm -hmm. She was like, you're going to calm the fuck down. You're going to get off drugs and you're going to calm the fuck down. And then Orton the same way. He seemed like he married his – like he got married again and like she completely changed him. She had kids from like previous relationships and like – He, like, calmed the fuck down, became, like, the best stepdad either, ever, rather. And then, like, just from my perspective, like, you can just be around people that, and I'm not blaming all this on her, but, like, my relationship with Kaylee was just, like, we just butt heads all the time. Yeah. All the time. It was not, There was, like, not one good day where, like, we, it was just, we just butt heads. And then grow the fuck up and you find someone that's, like, hey, I see good things in you, but also, like maybe get your shit together. And Mm -hmm. then like, once you find that person, then you're like, you're completely different. And like, I think again, I don't know Kurt Angle. I don't know Randy Orton, but I know just like from my perspective, my own personal life, like you find that one person that like chills you the fuck out and wants to like help you improve yourself. And like, it makes a world of difference. So I think just like living situation and your personal life and all of that, like you have a, a much more solid foundation at home outside of the ring you just you bring that into locker room and you're like I'm just a better fucking person overall and I, I think that translates to on screen and in the ring and yeah whatever so that makes sense
1: so I do want to point out another one of my favorite stories is um, Miz and Shane O'Mac <laughs> that's so good that whole storyline was so fucking good and that
0: was when I started getting back into wrestling again that culminated in a match at WrestleMania that was far better than it ever had the right to
1: be yeah yeah, uh, even bringing in um Mrs. Dad.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, I know. Uh, no, it's a meme. It's, it's a joke. It's, no, it's but, awesome.
2: But like it Who will it, always be known as Ms. Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, that's Mrs. Dad.
1: It it just fits so fucking well.
2: Is that I, because Shane O'Mac is far better than he has any right to be or is it because Miz can carry a storyline regardless of who he is with? Um, or a
1: combination of both. It has to be a combination
2: because you because cannot them Miz. Name, you cannot, cannot
0: put cannot Miz with somebody him. and
2: him not put everything name, into name it. Name one
0: bad Miz rivalry.
2: There's not been one. Never. Not one. Never. He made our truth something.
0: Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my god. Oh, what a
2: reach. Was that? Oh, was that a shot? Let me I'm tell sorry. you something. I don't care for our truth.
0: When our truth and the Miz entered Hell in a Cell, and just beat the shit out of John Cena. I was, was like, perfect. all right.
1: Didn't they have a storyline with Miz where he got fired?
0: Yes. And then yes. He, he came, came back, back as a Calgary kid. The Calgary kid. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's, oh, uh, that's when he that started one. wearing the trucks. Yes. And yeah. no one
0: knew it was him because I had never seen that man's thighs before. Yeah. And he came back in like actual boots, actual knee pads. Like it was just like a red and white. Yeah, completely
1: different. Red like, and white tights with the fucking
0: Canadian. You're like,
2: God damn, the Miz is kind of ripped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's not wearing those goofy shorts
0: anymore. Yeah. Um You know what's really funny is that like he I feel like he was a little beefier. Like Miz? Yeah. Yeah. When he first started. Oh yeah. And he and he wore those long shorts. And I think the fact that he was a little beefier and he wore the shorts or whatever, like, you don't realize how fucking tall he is. Yeah. I think it was the same with Orton too.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. When you
0: when Orton started, Orton's a fucking giant. When Orton started, he was a little bit. I think he's like a little bit bigger, and then he leaned out, especially when he did like the Vi- like the, the original v- Viper, the Legend Killer gimmick, or not the Legend Killer gimmick, but like the like around the time of when WrestleMania twenty five. When he came
2: back after injury yep, and he had shaved his, shaved his head. head, he was super
0: yeah. lean, and I was like, God damn, that dude is fucking tall that's when he came
2: back with the sh- all the his arms all tatted up right yeah yeah, yeah like I when he first came back, you're like oh the god night, damn
0: the, it was actually the night that i met you in mm-hmm. kansas city we yeah. were at raw and it was like th- two or three weeks before wrestlemania 25 yeah uh, i don't know if you remember the story with like him and triple h and triple mm-hmm. h like broke into his home beat the shit out of him that was like the week after this um this was the week that the ddt yeah so On stephanie came down and uh Orton and his faction... And, no, legacy, it was Legacy. Uh, Cody and ha- yeah, Ted. Handcuffed um, Triple H to the the turnbuckle and then made him watch Orton give uh, Stephanie the DDT off the second rope. And then kiss her. And then kiss her. While and she was unconscious. unconscious.
2: Yeah. Because rape. Because so. Orton's the shit. I mean, what? <laughs>
1: Sorry. So, he may not have been my favorite wrestler at any point in time, but uh, Jericho, in my opinion, has one of the best signature moves ever. I'm not talking Walls Jericho, You're talking either. the Lion Soul? No. The Codebreaker.
0: I love the Codebreaker. Fucking love it.
2: What, See, what's your problem with the Codebreaker? Okay, my I don't have a problem with the Codebreaker. I have a problem with how... Often the Codebreaker is used kind of like the DDT is. As it's like a transition. As okay. just a, That's a transition. For... Because the Codebreaker, when it first when he first debuted that move, That's... it was fucking cool to watch. It was devastating. And now everybody uses it as an in-between move. Ricochet uses it mm-hmm. as an in-between move. Um Caden Carter yep. uses it as everyone uses it's the same with the DDT. The DDT used to be an awesome finishing move, and then it became a a transition that lock.
0: happens though. Like yeah, it does. wrestling it's continues like the super to evolve kick. the super kick. Um, yeah. I mean, fucking like the
2: frog splash. Yeah. Every move becomes. Um, okay. Let's,
0: uh, let's time out and talk about the fucking frog splash for a second. That should be a finisher. Always. I rem- I agree with you. I'm being a hypocrite right now. And then
2: <sighs> if you say Montez Ford,
0: you have a motherfucker like Kevin Owens okay. hitting it. And the, and he has never finished anyone with it. No, his opponents kick out every time. Kevin Owens is two hundred and seventy five goddamn pounds, and he does a picture perfect frog splash, and his opponents kick out every fucking time. Yeah, I get it, and I know that that's like the main the main complaint against like indie wrestling is that they kill all the they've killed all the finishers. Like indie wrestling is killing the business. That's my, that's a complaint of mine that I have is like the frog splash, especially when it's a giant
2: dude that does it. When you have somebody who weighs more or less the same as a baby elephant jumping off the top, <laughs> the top rope and landing on you. Yeah. That should be a finish. There's and other... that's no offense to Kevin Owens, but. I think maybe it's, maybe I get like overly
0: sensitive about like top rope moves because I love them all. Yeah. But like, um, I don't think people should kick out of a superplex. No. Because I've taken one ever, and they fucking suck. Yep. The thing that bothers me the most is when uh, Rollins hits the superplex Falcon Arrow. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: He's never finished anyone with it. And it's like, well, why do you do this sick-ass combination? And then,
2: like... It's a transition move. Yeah, it's just a transition. But... The Falcon Arrow used to be a finisher. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it Hardcore Hollies? Uh, Back in the
0: day? uh, I am not sure because I know uh, Hardcore Holly had the Alabama Slam.
2: Yeah, that was after.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe he did have the Falcon Arrow. Yeah, he
2: he, when he first started, it was I think it was the Falcon Arrow. Yeah. And then he when him and Crash started getting. What's your favorite
0: finisher? Doesn't have to be like a a flashy one either. It can just be like a basic fucking everyone does it type move. What's yours?
1: Is it the jackhammer?
2: Oh, you would.
0: Here's the thing. <laughs>
2: I'm <laughs> just saying. I know that, I know that
0: <laughs> old, old man Goldberg has turned himself into a fucking meme at this point, but like, that move's legitimately fucking cool. I love the jackhammer.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying that's my favorite, but I'm just going to go with jackhammer for right now.
2: So, okay. Okay. I'm a sucker for the rings of Saturn, as you know. Love the rings of rings Saturn. Rings of Saturn was awesome. Um, I'm also... Again, Jeff Hardy, the swanton bomb was always oh, one of my that, favorites. Yes. And and I I can't tell you how many times so I wanted to try to do one and was always afraid I was going to kill myself and it's never fun. did. It's but fun to do.
1: All, and th- that's the best part. All it is is a front flip. Yeah, I've and only ever done it on, on the back. crash pad. I've
2: never hit right. it on somebody.
1: But the thing that everyone fucks up with is the fact that he does it with a delay.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know who has the best swanton I've ever seen? Sean O'Hare damn it fuck you know what you know who has the second best (laughs) i've ever seen uh wardlow yes in aew oh yeah His is it's beautiful yeah and it's funny because he's like he's a huge guy it's like probably for six four two fifty and he does all these power moves and his whole thing is like the powerbomb symphony so he just hits you with powerbombs until you're unconscious but he grew up as a big jeff hardy mark Mm -hmm. so he does like Every once in a while in a big match, he'll pull out a swanton or he'll pull out a whisper in the wind and he'll pull out all these crazy Jeff Hardy moves. And he's a huge dude. It's um, kind of like
2: Jeff or like uh, Kevin Owens. He does the swanton. Well,
0: Kevin Owens, the prettiest move he has is this weird. Um, he has his back to the turnbuckle and he'll be standing on the second rope and he'll jump up, do a 180 midair, jump off the top rope and hit a moonsault. Yep. He's like 280 pounds.
1: Okay. Um...
0: The most athletic fat guy in wrestling.
1: I like I like Sister Abigail. I do yeah.
2: too. Me too. Yeah, like, like to that,
1: that. one just looks like no matter what, that's gonna hurt.
2: It's got like a weird, almost graceful look to yeah. it. Like it looks like it shouldn't it work looks the violent. way it does. The thing
0: is, I hate moves that have like intricate and like long setups. Yep. Yeah, like and, the people's elbow. Yes, that too. But like, when he did the thing where he would like dance around with his opponents and like. Kiss him on the forehead um, before he would hit that move. I was like, that looks—that's actually really cool. And then I also love finishers where you can just hit out of nowhere, like the RKO, the RKO, yeah, yeah. or Diamond the Cutter, stomp. whatever the stomp. Yep. Uh, I remember a match that I think it was on the Raw, sphere. where yes, where. Um, uh. Bray Wyatt was wrestling Rey Mysterio. This is like right after he and the Wyatt family came up from NXT. Yeah. And um uh, on the far side of the ring, Bray Wyatt was up against the second rope by like his chest and uh Mysterio was going for the 619. And you see the camera follow Rey and then as he hits the ropes and starts coming back, all of a sudden, Bray Wyatt's up and he hits Sister Abigail like out of nowhere, just super fast and no setup at all, just very, very quick, and it looked phenomenal. I love moves that you can just hit like, snappy, real quick.
1: So, um, someone else did the same move. Uh, so you know how how mankind had the uh, the mandible claw. Mm-hmm. I know there was another wrestler that did that same
2: move, Bray obviously
1: Wyatt. without the sock.
2: Yeah. yeah, recently it was Bray Wyatt. Oh, Bray when, Wyatt. He was the, okay. when he was the when he was the fiend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I just I just like how quick that can be done and it'll fuck you up.
0: I like moves that like because we always talk about how like you know, wrestling's fake. I love moves that you can look at and you can be like, That looks like it fucking hurts. Like uh Gunther's power bomb. Gunther's power bomb, or like a uh, figure four leg lock. You ever try to put a, like, figure four leg lock on your little brother?
2: That shit fucking hurts. I was gonna say that does not look like it hurts at all. Or the sharp, really? or the sharpshooter. Sharpshooter. I do not yeah. think that looks. The sharpshooter. Sharpshooter yeah. sucks. It looks. It looks so like. Do you, do you have? Unless you sit into it. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, well, it's just like.
0: And that's the thing. You have to sit into it. It has yeah. to look good. There's guys that have. Op-
1: I saw Austin almost paralyze somebody doing it.
0: Well. well
1: I on a trampoline.
2: Okay. Well, I mean,
0: um,
1: yeah, that's It may or may not have been me.
0: Valid. Uh, <laughs> um,
2: yeah, yeah, there's a could. lot of
0: guys that have horrible sharpshooters. The I think The Rock has the worst sharpshooter I've ever seen. I yeah. think
2: any any power bomb looks like it hurts, but particularly Gunther's. Yeah, he like he just lobs you like it, those it, are just watching him do that. Anytime he does a chop or a power bomb, I'm like. Ugh. Good. Those
0: are always the worst in
2: my opinion were
0: always the worst moves to take. Yeah, yeah because we like, your like, all your weight is landing yep.
2: directly on your shoulders.
0: It's um like power bombs any move you're getting like slammed like that and it's just like really forceful um I don't know how to explain like the this is motion. It, but falling like Well, falling no, cuz like style. even like a a body slam is it, like you're getting thrown down but it's not the same motion. Yeah. It's basically like all of the motion is like it's all your upper spine, it's and like, your shoulders, yeah, it's like and your whipping head. Your head back. It's
2: like getting whiplash. Yes.
0: So like a power bomb, a spine buster, an Alabama slam. Like all of those mm-hmm. are always the worst. I I hated taking them.
2: That's why I really liked whenever McIntyre, Drew McIntyre, was using the Alabama slam yep. recently because he's so tall. And he's so muscular that it that move looks like Mm -hmm. it would hurt regardless of who you are. You could be a Rey Mysterio type or you could be a big show type. It doesn't matter, it's gonna hurt. Because all of your body weight is landing on your shoulders Mm -hmm. and your back and it just looks like it sucks to take.
1: So I know Triple H has the pedigree and you know it it is what it is, but I feel like I feel like with his body type he should have done something else. It
0: doesn't
2: look like it should work. Like a big old fucking power move because he's he was checking yeah. at one point? Yeah. That's why I think his knee raise always was really great. Like that running knee that he always did. Yeah. I always thought that was... That Harley Race type mm, knee? Yeah, that was always oh, pretty man. as fuck. You and know then... what I
0: always said that is, is It was funny that like Triple H always said his favorite wrestler is Ric Flair because Triple H was the second coming of Harley Race. The yeah. way he wrestled like oh, yeah. just a modern day Harley Race. Like he even did the Harley race, um, like into the turnbuckle flip over thing. I can't explain it to people that don't like watch a video of it, but yeah, that's pure Harley race. And it's funny that because, (laughs) um, we practiced that once in training at three X wrestling. And one of the kids that I wrestled with was like, Oh, like the triple H thing. And my trainer, who's very old school, he was like, he's like, no, that's the Harley race thing. thing. And then the kid was like, who's Harley race? And,
2: and then he kicked his ass out. <laughs> get the oh, fuck man. out. Get out. Yeah. You need to leave right now.
0: It's just, it's funny to me how many, and I get it, they're young, but like how many kids like don't study like the history of the, the sport that you want to get into. I feel like
2: <laughs> most of the people going into NXT right now are the same way. Well,
0: that's, that's different though, because NXT, like they hire a bunch of like collegiate athletes and stuff that didn't grow that up watching wrestling, watch wrestling that's fine but if you're if you're walking into an independent wrestling promotion yeah and it's like well clearly you're a wrestling fan of some kind or you wouldn't have found this independent promotion like we're they're not going out and being like hey great high school track athlete like come train with us like yeah. so it's 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 weird like it would be weird if you were like if you were the nba and you didn't know who michael jordan was the Brown james or you didn't know who like larry bird was yeah. you know what i mean like it's weird that you're getting you're, you you want to get into the sport but you don't you, you don't, don't know the history besides the hi- last yeah. 10 years exactly you know what i mean like anything before john cena era you yeah. don't know it's yeah. which i get like you know i bet there's a bunch of kids that are growing up right now that are probably like early teenagers that are going to get into wrestling in the next like who don't know five who ten years yeah or <laughs> and they're like you know, you ask him who your favorite wrestler is or who inspired you to become a professional wrestler. And a lot of them are going to be like, man, I really enjoyed like, I really enjoyed watching Sami Zayn, or I really enjoyed watching like Roman Reigns. And you're going to be like, what? But okay. that's just, you know,
2: okay. Uh, and I'm going to interrupt you real quick. No, nope, go for it. This goes back to the, the story thing. The I was best, just going to say the that. best recent story I think has been the evolution of Roman Reigns yep. from the most hated man in, in all of wwe to the most hated man in all of wwe but everybody loves him yep because roman reigns came in with two indie darlings yep that everybody already knew and they're like oh these guys are fucking awesome and then there's that guy and he became the guy that everyone was forced on yep and all it took was for him to go away for a little while come back with new teeth and become the motherfucking <laughs> yeah. best thing that they have. I don't care what anybody says Roman Reigns the is best. the best heel that they have. It's not even close. He he does not have to try anymore at this point because he has all the actions down, he has all the mannerisms down, he has a family lineage that everybody knows about. So there's nothing wrong with the Roman Reigns character. He's mm. not overexposed even though nope. everyone will say he is nope. because he knows exactly what he's doing.
1: And, and yeah. as shitty as this sounds, and I, I'm i probably going to get some hate for this, I think the only reason why that is where it is right now,
2: uh, like the way you said, is because of cancer. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, that's fine. It, it, that might have been the catalyst yeah. that he needed to ascend to this God mode that he calls it. Yeah. yeah. But but I mean, it is. He needed something because he was just always right there mm-hmm. and everybody looked at him like, mm, I don't care. And then he went away. He got that sympathy push. He came back and then he was just, it was like something it clicked. It was
0: that. What I love is that the the balls on WWE. I'll give him credit, the balls on WWE to take a, a man who is had to leave wrestling because of leukemia. Yeah. He could have came back and he could have been the biggest babyface in wrestling because he ha- he finally had that, that sympathy, even though unfortunately it was real life cancer that gave him that sympathy. Right. He had the sympathy of the fans. You could have built him in this, into this incredible, your new John Cena. Yeah. And instead you were like, fuck it. What if you're a bit of a dick for the rest of your career? See, I don't
2: even think for the next thousand days. Yeah. I
1: don't think they even tried to make him the next John Cena. They tried to make him the next Rock.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it, I mean, they they tried to make him like the biggest baby face star, and, yeah. it, and everything he's doing now just it makes perfect sense. I mean,
2: if you look at it, that's that same trajectory as Rocky Maivia to The Rock. Mm-hmm. They he was a baby face that nobody could stand. He was fucking corny. Yeah, he sucked. But it's and because then, of the because of
0: like the writing. Yeah, and then you just let him. Be him. Be him. Yeah. And it's
2: gold. Like, there's just something about the way he he walks, the way he, his mannerisms, the way he his, like, subtle face movements. Like, he just does something that you, you can't. Mm-hmm. It's that intangible shit. I hate saying that, but yep. it's that in, intangible where you look at him and he just, he, he commands you.
0: Well, this is somewhat related. So... I heard reports that WWE is very high on a wrestler named Vaughn Wagner. Fuck. And that they see him as a future main eventer. (laughs) But the only thing that he's lacking is charisma. And I'm like, well, there you go. There's your answer. Like, he's never going to be a main eventer then. Because that's that's the intangible. Yeah, that is. you You can put... I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, the least athletic person I know. You can put my brother... Into a wrestling ring. And if you give him enough time, he's going to learn how to fucking wrestle. Right. You can teach any fucking idiot how to wrestle, how to do the
2: moves. It's the Logan Paul thing. Yeah. Yeah. He just, some people just fucking have it. He sucks as a person, but fuck, he can go. And it's just, yeah, I mean,
0: I can teach, I can teach my seven-year-old in... 10 minutes how to throw a proper clothesline or to ha- put on a proper headlock. You can teach anyone to do the moves, the basic moves. And there are 10,000 untalented fucks in small wrestling promotions across the country that get paid in a hot dog and a handshake to go out there and do moves and nothing else. But you cannot teach that, like, that charisma, that connection with the crowd, that uh confidence to stand in front of five hundred people or fifty thousand people in spandex underwear and fucking command a room and just hold them in the palm of your hand. So it just it made me laugh so much when I read reports that's like, he's got all the tools. He just needs the charisma. So like, well, well then he's never gonna be in the main event of
2: WrestleMania. I know we've been talking about this for a while now, but I have two very different examples that I want to talk about before we finish this Mm -hmm. up. They're two very different ones, but they're very polarizing, but they knew how to command. Enzo. Enzo Amore. Can't wrestle for shit. He sucked. He was a shit wrestler, but God damn did he have the people in the palm of his hand every single time he came out. He had them singing. He had them S-A-W-F-T. Yep. That whole thing, I, that, that shtick was perfect. And if he came back today to the WWE, yep. he would be exactly the same position he was when he left.
0: I just watched a clip of Enzo's when he was with Cass mm-hmm. and he was feuding with the Dudleys. Mm-hmm. And they did this whole shtick where it's like, Enzo's mic doesn't work. Yeah, it, it, And the whole reason for that- was just for him to go out there and go watch what i can do yeah and the crowd says his entire fucking promo word for word exactly with no microphone it's amazing
2: yeah and, and my second example and he's more relevant now and you know who i'm gonna talk about his name is l a Knight. oh dude that guy eli drake la Knight. If in the next year, if he's not world champion on one of those promotions, on one of the the brands, I would be surprised because he has the crowd absolutely eating out of the palms of his hands.
0: That's what I love about more... So I think in the early 2000s, you talked about indie wrestling, and it was like, oh, it's just like fucking move marks. Yeah, And it's guys that do like a thousand flips. And then more recently, for whatever reason, you got guys that like the young bucks that yeah. do like do that shit and do a bunch of crazy moves or wrestle quote unquote strong style or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. But you also have this crew. And I'm not saying that LA Knight is not a good wrestler, but you have guys like LA Knight or Ricky Starks, yep, who are more basic professional wrestlers who don't really do much flashy, flashy. backflips and all this crazy shit, but they're so charismatic. And and all and, and those two are very similar in their characters. Yeah. Eddie Kingston, I think, is the same way. Not like I wouldn't say he's the best wrestler. No. But like every time they speak, every time you put a microphone, it in their feels hands, real. You're just like, Fuck. Like
2: everything that he says pulls you in on a personal level. I don't level. really care how
0: the match goes at this point. I just want to see you do whatever.
2: The most athletic thing that I've seen out of LA Night recently is the where he jumps up on the top rope and does a superplex yep that's not anything big but seeing a big guy like him who you don't see a whole lot of that out of do something like that is super impressive but then you put him with a microphone and he can talk his way into anything
0: that dude has everything that you would look for if you're running a professional wrestling and
2: 40 something years old now
0: jacked to the fucking gills yeah he doesn't have a ass off.
2: long time left. No. But if he keeps wrestling the way he does and he can continue on the mic mm-hmm. the way he is, he obviously he talked his way out of a shitty gimmick back into the one that works for him. The mm-hmm. uh yeah. what was, what was his it? It was the
0: um Max Dupree, Max Dupree, yeah, Max the Dupree. maximum maximum male, male models. models. Um and they he passed that gimmick off to Maxine Dupree yeah. who I think is She's a it better fit for, for that it. role either, yeah. too. And I think it's going uh,
2: to be fun to see what they do with Otis. Otis. But yeah, I, I just think that if you can talk in a, in a major promotion like WWE, if you can talk, you're going to yep. be fine. If you're on the indies and you can do all the flippies, yeah. you're going to be fine there.
0: Strong mic skills can save someone who's not that good in the ring. Mm-hmm. Great wrestling skills cannot save someone that's not that good on the mic Nope. unless you give a manager or, you know whatever Lesnar. Lesnar was great on the mic
1: i don't think he was he I was think, amazing I you think. ever see no no here's the thing here's the thing this is why i don't think he's great on the mic he's fantastic because when he first came out and this could be just me hanging on to early days when he first came out he didn't talk at all who talked for him paul, paul Heyman. exactly but here's
0: the thing you drop Paul Heyman. Have you ever seen his feud with like Eddie Guerrero? Dude's fantastic yep. on the mic. A little racist, but very good on the mic. <laughs> a little racist. Um, Batista.
2: Yeah. When he first started, he was shit on the mic. Yeah. And then That's he true. really grew into himself yeah. after the whole evolution thing. I think yeah.
1: he I think he grew into it a little too late because now he doesn't care. He's not coming back to wrestling. Yeah, he's Mm-mm. done with that. He's he's going to be an actor for... Had,
0: I mean, one of the most fitting send-offs too. Like, that match with Triple H was better than yeah. expected, I think. The story was great. Um, yeah, I don't see him coming back. And
2: and he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. He's like, so, I did what I needed to do. Yeah. and I'm. So, out. I, wonder, <laughs> I wanted to
1: bring up a couple more things uh, to kind of end it off. Um, it's not necessarily my favorite arc, just favorite match. And this is when... Uh, COVID was still around pretty heavily, and they had to think of clever ways to keep the show going. The match between Bray Wyatt and John Cena was <laughs> fucking
2: beautiful. The, the Firefly me. Funhouse, yeah, match. the match yes. that wasn't a match.
0: The,
1: yeah. the way they built that up, it was brilliant. Yeah, it was great. The the, the way they they edited it, it should it, it, not it have been fit. that good, right? Um, so you know you have that. But the other thing I wanted to bring up was, um, with WWE and UFC being under essentially oh. the same banner now, mm-hmm. I saw a clip recently with, um, I don't remember the wrestlers, but it was it was for Backlash, mm-hmm. and it was like one of those. Um, UFC style things where they face to face and mm-hmm. probably and LWO they had yeah. mm-hmm. tr- they had Triple H standing right between them and then you know
2: obviously scuffle breaks out and okay I know what you're talking about it was Damian Priest and Bad Bunny yeah the, exactly yes, yeah, yes.
1: man I don't like it but, I mean that 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 goes to show that uh. WWE ran out of originality, so what did they do? They leaned on the one thing that they now have, which is UFC. So now they're doing face-offs like that, like, like the way UFC yeah. does mm-hmm. press conferences. When, when, yeah, that when are... has WWE ever done anything like that? Never, at least not in my memory. But I mean, to have something like that, I mean, come on.
2: I think a a good example of that right now is um, Connor. Connor McGregor is. Lighting Twitter up right now Mm -hmm. Going after Roman Reigns Like saying that he's going to be the champ champ That he could take Roman Reigns down Any given day, any time I think they're setting up for an eventual Conor McGregor stepping his foot Into the WWE type of deal And having a face off with Because, I mean, if we're going to be real here A lot of former UFC guys Could step into the WWE And do just fine Mm -hmm. And yeah, vice versa to an extent they're trying to play these
1: things off like there are these big things when everyone sees it coming like yeah. when when you Uf- when they announced that UFC and WWE were joining you're like yeah. like okay. yeah okay. that makes you sense fucking, you fucking know exactly what's gonna happen you know exactly the direction they're gonna go mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna start blending in uh you know
2: Rhonda, R- R- Ronda Rousey, Rousey, Rousey f- will go back to UFC and yep. do uh here and there once in a yep. while. wrestlers or, are going to are going to jump into the that. octagon.
0: That woman's and I'm not saying that you can't have a baby and, and go fight in the UFC, but I don't I don't see Ronda having any motivation to get punched in the face for real.
2: She'll act. Yeah, I mean, she I mean, but, but even like I'm just m- saying. more recently like the that what's that? Fight pit that they were doing, the uh, Matt Riddle was oh, always yeah. in it. Yeah, the fight yeah, the, pit. Yeah, the fight pit with him and Rollins, or the yeah. one that they did with Thatcher. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean that's obviously dipping into the mm-hmm. to the well there of hey, look, we're trying to do something legit, yeah. but it, you know it's WWE, so it's not legit, legit. It's just, and
1: that's why I fucking hate it. Like <clears throat> business sense, sure, makes all the sense in the world to do something like this. Yeah, money. Oh yeah, but. I mean. I just, I hate how they're going about it because they're not, they're not even being subtle about it. Like, it's so fucking obvious. And I just, I personally just can't fucking stand that.
0: Here's the thing. And uh, it's, it's the old saying that no one hates professional wrestling fans more than professional wrestling fans. But professional wrestling fans are too fucking stupid for subtlety.
2: Yeah.
0: You, you, I, I've seen it in like AEW. It's like, hey, we'll hint towards something, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and then the it'll so it'll go so far over the fans' heads that they're like, well, I guess we'll just fucking serve it up to you on a silver platter because you too you you're too fucking stupid to to get it. Or like they they say that they want this long term storytelling, but then if they're not served something like. I mean, immediate. if it's not immediate, then they just, they're like, well, I don't fucking want it. Like the Roman Reigns thing. Like he's coming up on a thousand days as champion and everyone, and he's not, I in my opinion, not overexposed. I don't think he's wrestling no. too much. I don't think that, uh, that title reign is too long, whatever. But they're like, well, Cody should have beat him. Maybe. But I think, I think part of you just wants like him being champion to be over. You want the story to be over. And it's like fucking wait. Watch what happens and and have some patience and wrestling fans are too stupid for subtlety. Fickle. As <laughs> as Daniel architect. Bryan
2: used to say, or Brian Danielson, fickle. They're fickle.
0: Last thing I want to ask, um, anybody on the horizon that you see other than LA Knight, um, you're like, that's the that's the next and LA Knight's, I guess, window of opportunity is pretty short yeah, being is. his age, but um who do you see as like carrying the torch as like the next the next Stone Cold Steve Austin the next uh, you know the next John Cena the next Roman Reigns who do you see on the horizon that's like that's your fucking guy he's young and he's he's carrying the company hmm I asked you that question because in in all honesty I don't
2: see anyone I don't see like a young like Grayson Waller is one that sticks out for me he's older than you think he is and and the reason why I say it is because if he continues to play safe and do what he's doing right now, he can make his way up. If he doesn't overexpose that whole, haha, I'm a douchebag, yeah. kind of like The Miz thing, because yeah, he's yeah, very yeah. close to The Miz. Um, I'm a mark for J.D. Madonna. I don't know. True. I really am. Yeah. And I think that he, he's been around long enough that he can... I think he can still go with the best of them, if they give him the right motivation. And Dominic Mysterio, I love him. Dom, Dominic Mysterio best, is man. fucking. He's really he come was into his boring own. As shit, he's legit. Like
0: go away, heat, turned heel, and it changed everything.
2: He, I mean, he, yeah, he's he's one of their biggest and brightest stars now, and nobody would have seen that a year ago. I don't know if they were they will
0: ever. Pull the trigger on
2: him. I don't think they will, but...
0: That's not what I'm talking about. Oh. But I did the math, and maybe it's just because he's been on on my television. He's been in front of my eyes for so long that I thought he was way older. Tyler Bate is still Mm -hmm. like 25.
2: Oh, yeah. Because when he first debuted in NXT, he was like 19. He was
0: 19. And he had been wrestling since he was like 12.
2: So I know he's not...
1: He's really not in the discussion anymore. Um, I'm just saying it
0: because I, I liked him. You're like Kurgan. Finn Balor. Finn Balor, as old as shit and in still wrestling years. I think he could
2: be fine.
0: Yeah, he's like 38.
1: But he's not. he's not going to reach that level that we're talking about where he's going to be
2: like to me he gives me Dolph Ziggler feelings yeah, yeah to, to me he, he's
1: he's a flash in the pan he, he he's big is, for a short while and then he just kind of fades he's there when they need him
0: yeah I think he is the
1: and he had such a great gimmick too it, Like
0: I think if you ask the casual fan he is the member he is he is presented as the leader of the judgment day the leader of that faction I think if you ask a casual fan he uh, who's in the judgment day he would be the last one named. Yep. I think casual fans are like yep. Oh yeah, and also Finn Balor's there. Y- you
2: mean Rhea Ripley's faction?
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: And that leads me to my other thing. Do you think it's finally time WWE starts going more uh female centric?
0: Sure. Yeah. Like, I can see. And I am specifically you know meaning funny? Rhea, Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley being that, the face. That question that I just asked about like who do you see as the next like biggest star? Um I think the future of the women's division looks way brighter in WWE yeah, than I, I do the men's. Hundred percent. I think
2: if you look at the some of the talent in NXT right now that mm-hmm. they have coming up, Sol Ruka. Um, oh, Sol Ruka is so fucking good. Sol Ruka, Danny Palmer, um, Electra Lopez, uh, Zoe Zoe Stark, Stark who's now on Raw. Who's that? Oh, she's stunning. Tiffany. Tiffany. Stratton. Tiffany Strat.
0: Yeah, she's incredible.
2: Um, Indy Hartwell. Indy. Yep. I mean, all of these—they've got such a well of of talent in the female division, and this goes back to the hiring collegiate mm-hmm. act, um, athletes. It's like, no, they don't know a lot about the business, but they bring something different. Yeah, and they're safe.
0: Okay, the female gold medalist yeah the one wrestler they that signed. they just hired did you ever watch her no any interv- her interviews no. in okay so like her interviews were very wwe like after she won she's she's i mean she obviously she was very respectful because wrestling is basically a martial art and she was very respectful and everything. but she's, she's so fucking hype and i think really i i see her picking up res- pro wrestling so quick
2: so the opposite of the gable, gable stevenson. stevenson yeah
0: I think, yeah, the, I mean, I, I, I know that everyone thought that either Bianca or Rhea were going to lose. I think it's a great way, post-WrestleMania, to say this is the future of not only the women's division, but the future of the company, to have um, Bianca Belair retain and Rhea Ripley win. Because those are your two young, yeah. I mean, they are the biggest stars. And now that you have the the brand split again you have Rhea Ripley leading SmackDown you have Bianca Belair leading Raw and i think that just says hey like these this is the future of the business
2: and Bianca's on SmackDown and Rhea's on Oh i'm Smackdown. sorry yeah but they I, I get they what you're yeah but um, I, I think Rhea Ripley can hit the same sort of momentum that Becky hit 2 years ago and I think she can take it further.
0: I think I think it's going to last because longer. Because than... I
2: think Becky had a shelf life. Yep. Whereas I don't see Rhea has, I don't think she has hit her even a smidge of nope. her potential yet. Whereas I think that the man character for Becky, that was as good as Becky Lynch is going to get. Yep. I don't think Rhea has hit that yet. And I think she's got something untapped.
0: Okay. This legitimately has to be the last question. It does. Um... Who is someone that you think that was, it was a missed opportunity to drop the ball, and not any of their any fault of their own, just for whatever reason, just was never given, never given the chance to really shine?
2: Do you want to guess mine? Dolph Ziggler? No. John Morrison. No. Uh, I don't know. Ken Anderson.
0: Thanks, Randy Orton.
2: Mister Kennedy. Yeah. I think that they had something bottled with him that they should have done more with and then it kinda just all went to hell. I just want to throw
1: this name out there because I remembered it. Jack Swagger. The carbon <gasps>
2: copy of Kurt Angle. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh no he is known for I,
2: wearing a hat. I fucking yeah, hate a fucking
0: he, He's an AEW. He, his he's,
2: his whole gimmick is I like this hat.
0: Yeah. He, he
2: wears a bucket hat that he got from Chris Jericho, and that's his no. whole gimmick is I really like this hat.
0: Yeah, it's purple.
2: Yeah, it's a good hat. It's,
1: oh, good, it's, good. it's a good hat. Oh, I gotta look that up now. But
2: that's his whole gimmick now is I really like this hat. Ty Dillinger also. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, I think Chad Gable's an obvious one.
2: I think he's not even begun yet. Yeah. I think he's gonna be... Yes,
0: um, you know what? I just saw this on online as well, and I totally agreed. Um, so, Vince McMahon took Rick Martel and made him like an Intercontinental Champion, made him like an upper, um, like an upper mid card heel. And then you have Austin Theory, who's like an upper mid card heel. The guy that bridged the gap for me between male model, professional wrestler and guy that takes a bunch of selfies, wrestler, and how he didn't get a bigger run as like a legit threat to at least a mid-card title. I don't know how you dropped the the ball with Tyler Breeze. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Bothers me to this day.
2: Yeah, that's bad. (laughs) All
0: right. Any last words, Dustin?
2: No, I'm good. This was fun. You're fun. Your face. I love you. Shut your face.